There have been many headlines about dozens of agencies and legitimate organizations entering Web3. These stories range from governments having metaverse embassies and firms opening metaverse offices. In addition to all that, today we're going to speak about Fidelity's filings for an NFT marketplace and much more. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Since the collapse of Luna last year, consumers have been exiting the market like birds before a hurricane comes. Each breaking news story just causes more people to pull out. However, there has been a Web's 3 arms race behind the scenes from corporations. All the way back in November 21, even governments got into it when Barbados started moving forward with the very first Metaverse Embassy. And they selected Decentraland, had partnered with them, and they were speaking about bridging and making an e-visa, whatever that is. Because we know what a visa is in the real world. When you're going from country to country, you might have to use a visa to do that. However, in the metaverse, technically, as long as you have a wallet, you can hop from world to world. Or in some of these cases, you can just log in even without owning any assets in it. So whatever that's going to be, I'm not exactly sure. They're still working on that, but it was just interesting nonetheless. That was all the way back in November of 2021. And Barbados was the leading country to do anything like that. No other country has really done anything to that degree since. Different agencies have said that they're going to have branch offices and so forth, but an embassy, that is pretty big. And then we had HSBC, of course, the International Bank, Hong Kong, Shanghai Bank Corporation, and they had an agreement to open up a location in the sandbox. And even JP Morgan Chase had made an agreement with Decentraland to open up a branch in the metaverse. But when I heard that Fidelity is in works for a NFT marketplace, I was like, wow, that is very strange. What exactly is going on there? Now, not too much details is out as to what's going on with that. But the thing that was really shocking to me is that this filing is fairly recent. It's only within the last couple months. So that is after all of the Luna crashes, all of the stuff happening with SBF and all of that, that is when they made this filing. And you would think a lot of people are exiting at this point and they're saying, oh, the bubble's over, all the stuff with crypto and Web3 is just a fantasy and so forth. Yet so many corporations and legitimate entities are still entering the space and doing things that we would say is pretty much far-fetched. It is a pipe dream. So why exactly are they doing this? This is like an arms race. Nobody wants to be left behind. But as far as what they're planning to do with this, Again, it's still in the works and it's just based off the filings for their trademarks and patents, whatever you want to call it. I know those are two different entities, but I just can't remember exactly which one it is right now that they filed. Or I shouldn't even say two different entities. Those are two different things filed with two different entities. But they plan to offer services such as virtual real estate investing and crypto trading. Looking at what happened to FBX and all these other centralized exchanges, you might be thinking, well, why in the world would they even want to enter that space? Isn't it dead? Well, they must be thinking, well, regulation is probably around the corner based of all the fallout of all this stuff. And then that will put them in a position to be able to get into it. Because obviously, Fidelity, what they're most known for is their pension funds, their 401ks, their retirement plans and so forth. So they're working with various companies and they can't just throw people's retirement funds into some risky NFTs or something absolutely crazy like Shiba Inu. However, this shows still that there is a lot of promise and there's a lot of building to take place in this because again their filing took place after the majority of those fallouts so is this some sort of gimmick are they just trying to get in the news because how else would a fidelity ended up on this podcast of course they're trying to catch the attention of me right their ceo has never invited me for golf but i'm pretty sure that is on the to-do list by the way i'm just kidding when i say that 
But seriously, is this a gimmick? Well, what I would say is this reminds me a lot of 2007. At that time, I was running a website and the thing that I was most fascinated at the time was chat customer service. And I remember I installed this on my website. It was a complete nightmare to set this up, by the way. But being able to offer just like instant messaging back in the day and interact with customers. The main reason why I wanted to do this is number one, I was in school when this was happening. So it's not like I was able to have a full call center and I was running all of this stuff myself, but also I hate speaking on the phone. You never know that by me having a podcast, always speaking in your ears, what have you, but I am not a phone person at all. In fact, I don't even like to leave voice notes in WhatsApp or any of those apps. I usually just text people, email people, and I was banking on the fact that I know there are a lot of people out there that are like that. Now you'll see it everywhere. It is on government websites. It is on cell phone sites, banks, you name it. It is pretty much everywhere. However, at that time, it was a novel thing. And I remember I spent hours and hours setting this up and people were thinking, well, why would you even do that? Like, this is not a thing. People want to speak on the phone. Well, fast forward almost 20 years later, and it's just pretty much a standard. I know a lot of people right now that just pray whichever customer service they want to get in touch with has a chat feature. And in many services and companies, even my podcast host, they have that right there on front and center customer service via chat. And that is something that we actually look forward to. And honestly, I have never spoken to them via email or phone. It is always via chat. But anyways, going back to this whole thing, it is not a gimmick. It is something that is very practical. And what they're looking forward, just like those people that were installing chat services, knowing that customers, you have to be there in the way that they want to communicate and they have to be in that touch point. They're thinking that maybe 10 years from now, again, you know, we were hoping that the metaverse would be here right now, but we're talking about the future, that this is something that's going to be the norm. And in the digital world, they want to have a digital presence. So whether it is these embassies or these banks, they want to be where their customers or their people are. And we are multi-sense beings. I mean, we have touch, hearing, feel, and all those different things. Of course, there wasn't much feel when you're talking about a computer and all that. However, being able to be visual, not just chat, you can show the actual documents or the things, give options, maybe play some videos, some sounds, and so forth as an extension of whatever they're trying to do remotely could be very beneficial in the metaverse. But as I said, this is going to be an arms race going forward and everyone wants to get into it. This is like corporate FOMO or government FOMO. No one wants to be left behind. They all want to make their presence. They all want to get there, set up whatever it is that they're doing. And I would love to see what exactly is going to come of this NFT marketplace because I'm pretty sure they're going to have to wait for regulations for that because I just don't see Fidelity jumping in right away before everything gets sorted out. The dust has to settle. The politicians have to calm down. Something has to get on paper. Because the last thing any CEO wants is a whole bunch of scrutiny. But some interesting things will be coming in the pipeline. And even in the newsletter, I spoke about BMW and just countless other companies that are using it in very unique ways. So by the way, if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, it's absolutely free, niftybusinessweek.com. Please feel free to sign up for that. Or if you want, check the show notes. You'll see the actual link or the web address for that. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later.